George and Barbara. Hello, hello. Hi, Padre. Isn't this an exciting three-part series? I know the Holy Spirit tapped into return. Barbara, I'm going to start with you. What does that mean to you? Or when you first got to go, what the heck is that? So what was your first impression and what is it now? Oh, my first impression was I would never have chosen this. <laughs> and of then course. I stopped with it a while and I thought, oh, yes, return is to go home. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. You're like me. Give me something easy. <laughs> but when we have to go beyond ourselves and start listening, we find our way through that matrix and, and we do find our way home. So I'm glad you said yes to the, the invitation, Barbara Rose. Me too. George, your feeling on return, what does that mean to you or did mean to you and where you are today? Well, when I first saw it, I, re I saw rewind, pause and play. And I remember those old boom boxes that I used to carry around on our shoulder. And that was my first thought of like, oh, what's this? But as I delved into this, I found that that's really the process we're on is, is returning, digging way back, uncovering and releasing, and then finding that way to move forward. Wow. Well, you bring up a beautiful picture of those big boom boxes. <laughs> and hopefully you'll, you'll bring the spirit today and not back then. You know? <laughs> and yes. the same way with me, or I think all of us, we do have deja vu happening to us, but it's also to relive it or to see it in a different light from our yes. past where we are today. And that's why I think we're going to be on an exploratory mission or journey in these next few weeks with your presentation, Barbara Roses and myself, and also how the Holy Spirit will just blow the, I call the cobs out of our lives, so to speak, and make everything new. But that's what I'm really looking for in this series. And it will have a theme. I'm, I'm sure starting with Barbara Rose, she's going to be leading that off. But there is already a pulling. And to me, everyone who has signed up for this series, you already feel that pull inward. And ultimately, that's the grace. That's where the gifts all allow and align for us. So without any further ado, George, could I ask you to open up our series with prayer? I would be honored, Padre. Thank you. Abba, Father, we are family, and we are gathered here in one accord. We're asking only for your presence. We want to know you. We want to feel you. We're asking you to fill our homes, fill our rooms. But most importantly, Father, we're asking you that you fill our hearts full. Fill us to overflowing. Holy Spirit, come now. Make your presence known to us so that we can feel you. Yeshua, come. Lily of the Valley, sweet rose of Sharon, spread your fragrance everywhere. I'm nothing without you, God. I'm not ashamed and I'm not embarrassed to say my life is nothing without you. I'm lost without you. I offer up my cares, the things that wake me up at night, the things that spin my mind in the day, great or small, outer, inner, covid where the next meal will come from, bills. I lay it all on the altar for you to take care of because I don't know what to do. I give you thanks for this day, for this body, for the breath that flows in and out of my lungs. It's raining here today and I thank you for the rain. I thank you for the reminder that into 
every life rain must fall. I invoke the saints and sages of all time, especially those who've walked in a body, Padre Pio, Saint Therese of Lisieux, Teresa of Avila, Saint Rita, Raphael, thank you for guiding us. Ascended masters, Saint Germain, Buddha, Vishnu, entities of the Casa, you are welcome here now. Come, come, do your work. We ask that you bless Padre, our leader, we love him. I ask that you bless my sister, who I love so dearly, that she's an open vessel. She just allows you to flow in and through her out to each and every person that is gathered here ready. You're the potter and we're the clay. The scripture says the clay doesn't ask the potter, what are you making? Make of us what you will today, this hour, this moment right now, mold us and make us what you choose for us. And everything I give, I say thank you God for everything. Thank you, God, for everything. Thank you, God, for everything. Ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Holy moly. <laughs> what a beautiful prayer, George. What came through you. You hit the core of, I think, everyone's spirit tonight. Everyone's home. Everyone's relationship. What matters to us or our concern with us. There really is a pull from your spirit, George, that I believe affected everyone on this Zoom call and those who will hear it again and again. What a powerful prayer. Thank you so much, my brother. George and Barbara Rose, they're new to a three-part series. And as you heard George and you will hear Barbara Rose, they're fresh voices. And I like to keep rotating that because I do, everybody has to say, in a sense, there is a gift within each one of us. And there's a story that can actually relate, that we can actually heal together and, and find the joy of life itself in the present moment. And these two gems that the Holy Spirit picked out for me for this series, for you and I, we're going to be blessed during this series. But let's start with Rewind, and I believe let's give Barbara Rose a Celebrating Life welcome, and as she comes and host us tonight. Thank you, Padre. Thank you, George, for your prayer, for bringing the presence in so fully. And thank you for everyone who's joining us tonight. I have to say, I'm really happy to be here. In the spiral that you see as the symbol, when Padre saw it, he said, oh, Ron spoke about your life won't be turned upside down, but rather right side up. And for us tonight, we'll be going up and down and up and down, and we will land right where we're supposed to be, at home with ourselves, at home with the divine. I often think about Ron speaking of religion. There's only one religion, the religion of love. And each one of us carries our own unique frequency of that love. Tonight, 
I'm going to invite you to rise above all duality, all religious concepts, any belief or dogma that you may have come in with. Let go of all vibrations that don't fit with the vibration of love. That is what Ron gifted us with, only love. So we will hold that high vibration of love throughout this time tonight. And as the spiral goes up and it'll go beyond this and up and up and up, let us soar together to the mystical state, the mystical state of divine union where we are all one. From this place of oneness, we can see the big picture. We don't get stuck in the little things. We see the wholeness, we see the connection. We can bypass separation, we can bypass duality. I invite you tonight to look with the eyes of your heart, to listen with the ears of your heart, to soar together, releasing all old programming of separateness as we come together in love. I'd like to speak to my own personal experience. As I mentioned to Padre, it's going home. It's about going home. And for me, I got the word at the last retreat, mystic. And that is home for me, the mystical state, the state of union with the divine, not separate, but one. And I have to confess that it hasn't always been this way. I had many lifetimes, and I will share something later, many lifetimes where love was not the foundation of my life. Many lifetimes where I was stuck in old doctrine, heavy dogma, rigid structures, rules of right, wrong, perfection. And it's only in the last few years since I've been with CLM that I have really tried to turn the corner and say no to duality, say no to perfectionism. Say yes to love. I've had to unlearn not just years, but lifetimes of rigid teachings. It's a process. I'm still in it. It's a process of rewinding. But at the end of the rewinding, each of those cycles in the circle is a renewal. Rewind, renew. Rewind, renew, release, receive. That is the process. That is the process of Lent. That is the process that we will talk about tonight. With me and you, all of us together, with this oneness, with this foundation in love, Together, let us claim our own wholeness, our own holiness.
as sons and daughters of the divine. Metanoia, this is a word that I heard during Lent throughout all of my years. And it literally means a transformation or expansion of our spiritual seeing, of our inmost being. Look through those words. See which one captures your attention. Now close your eyes gently, and I'm going to take you into a silent metanoia prayer. Simply open your heart to the divine light in trust and ask for help to understand and see clearly what that word or phrase is that you chose, what it means to you transformative change of heart, repentance, conversion, spiritual transformation, portal to liberation, breakdown, rebuild, heal. Claim your intention to experience this change of heart, this conversion. We are all being called to transform and expand our spiritual seeing and our inmost being. Reflect now on your call to metanoia, to change your heart. And be prepared to make a complete change of direction, a 180 degree turn to God. You may open your eyes. After John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the River Jordan, the scripture says, immediately upon coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit like a dove descending on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, my beloved. My favor rests on you. And scripture says, at that point, the spirit sent Jesus out toward the desert. He stayed in the wasteland for 40 days and was tempted by Satan. Jesus was tempted around the area of power, just like all humans are tempted. And he had to work through these temptations in the desert in order to be prepared to do his work, to do his ministry, to do his service in the world. These temptations were around the primal issues of power. The first was around survival and the practical everyday power. The second around religious power. 
and the third around political power. And Jesus was such a master of discernment. He responded to the temptations without putting emphasis on external laws. He remained in a state of neutrality and instead quoted scripture passages to counteract the temptations that Satan was giving him. And Jesus passed all three tests, which resulted in Satan leaving him. And this experience of Jesus in the desert is reminiscent of Israel's wandering around in the desert for 40 years. And it's the foundation for Lent, the 40 days of Lent, which are celebrated in Christian churches. Deserts are barren. There's very little, if any, food, little or nothing to drink. Deserts are places where solitude and silent, silence, silence prevails. In Lent, we are called to whatever desert invites us. Think for a moment, what is a desert place for you? where silence and solitude prevail. While in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus encountered wild beasts and healing angels. Sometimes we might believe our choices are like that, dramatic opposites in our lives. The term discernment or discernment of spirits actually comes from Dominacio, St. Ignatius' book of the spiritual exercises. I don't know how the the Spanish is, because I don't understand Spanish, but the way we were taught is one choice would end up leading us to consolation, and the other choice would lead us into desolation. So consolation or desolation. I prefer... One choice will lead us directly to the light and the other choice either away from the light or more slowly toward the light. Because discernment's not choosing between a right and a wrong, but between two goods. Acknowledging that one would be more liberating than mere external laws. The other would take us more into fear or away from God. Discernment is finding answers within our own heart where we are one with the divine. And I created this little description of discernment, but it's a process. 
Discernment's a tool to keep you focused and aligned. And if you have a decision, if you have a choice that you have to make, you can go through these steps. Connect to the Holy Spirit for accessing truth. Acknowledge you don't know what to choose. Be an empty vessel, like George said. Let the potter shape you. Be still. Be quiet. And tap into the divine light, the divine tone. Listen with the ear of your heart. St. Benedict has that at the beginning of his rules. Listen with the ear of your heart. Answering yes to what best supports where you want to go in your relationship with the divine. Invite the Holy Spirit to help you discover the choice that will allow you to have a change of heart, a metanoia. So these two words, metanoia and discernment, are very special tools to work with during Lent and any other time that you want to. Here are the angels. We just heard that during his time in the desert, Jesus was with the wild beasts and the angels looked after him. The desert is often seen as a background for meeting God in that quiet, still, silent place where all our senses are dulled. We can open up and meet the divine. We can allow the healing angels to come and minister to us, just like they ministered to Jesus. I can feel them. I just loved this painting. I can feel the angelic energy bringing Jesus, nurturing and healing. I mentioned that Jesus spoke to Satan with words from Deuteronomy. There's one quote from Deuteronomy that I have here I'd like to read to you. In the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, there's a prophecy of this desert experience. This is why I brought you out into the desert. I wanted to test you so I would help you know what is truly in your heart. So that scripture describes Lent. It describes why we go into the desert. Because the divine wants to test us, not to trick us, but to help us know what is truly in our hearts. And tonight, we already began there. Where did you want to change? Think again now. What is truly in your heart? It was after these 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, temptations, and praying in the desert that Jesus finally went back to Galilee. And when he got there, his life's mission began. Again, I want to read a quote 
This is from the New Testament. Jesus proclaimed, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news of the gospel. Those words from scripture reflect the ever urgent and continuing call to metanoia, to conversion of heart, to renew our faith, to go home to God. And this conversion of heart is always available. And the angels can help us move in that direction. And we can support one another as earth angels who are all together growing in love, changing our hearts, going home. While I was preparing for this evening, Padre Ron Roth came to me several times. And he said, you've got to go back to Brazil. You've got to go back to Brazil. So we, this is a picture of the second bench, the new one that was made a few years ago. It, it, it got weathered very fast, but this is how it looked when it was first done. And I used to sit when I was in Brazil, I sat and I put my back heart chakra right on the heart, right on Padre Ron Roth's name and the heart. And I'd wait sometimes for the bench because a lot of people would sleep on that bench. So tonight... I'm inviting George and Padre Paul to sit on this bench with me and with Padre Ron Roth. Got a question for each of you tonight. George, recalling the Lenten message of metanoia that you just heard, can you share a time when you chose to let go of a limited perception and were open for the Holy Spirit to reveal a new, deeper level of spiritual life and insight. I am. I'm always amazed how God lines all of this up. It's sometimes, it just, and most of the time, it just blows me out of the water. So this was, I was showing one thing to another, but the very first thing was my trip to the Casa. Mm -hmm. And long story short, I had a dream and I saw this vista, right? Two days later... There was a CLM retreat, saw Bob and Diana, went to their website, and there was the vista, and it's the view from the, the lookout there at the Casa. And so I knew that I had to go to Brazil. Um, and so that trip, you know, as you many who have made it, money, a lot of preparation, got to wear all white, people think you're in a cult. All of these things are, are really about opening up your, your limitation to find something deeper and more powerful. And of course, uh, my experience at the Casa was beyond anything that I really have experienced. I mean, just going and laying my head on that bust in the beginning, but being in current and then the surgeries. But the thing that, and I don't know if you remember this Padre, but my whole journey to becoming a monk started uh, in Brazil. And so I was in the back. I was not in the front posada. I was in the one with the pool where we do baptisms. Mm -hmm. Padre was back there. I knew that, coming, that becoming a monk was on the table. Again, not something I was thrilled about or like, oh, here. It was more like, oh, my God, robes, all this stuff. But mm -hmm. it was so front and center and so 
there. And so I slipped a note under Padre's door and said, I want to meet with you. And so I met with him and it was where I can see Padre's face now. He remembered. Mm. I went in there and we had this this heart to heart where we were both crying, which happens all the time. And then he says, can I lay hands on you? And he laid hands on me and he prayed for me. And Holy Spirit came in and filled the room and filled me. And I, even though it was much forward when I actually became professed, it was that moment that I became a monk that my vows really were cemented with celebrating life, which has changed my life in a way that I can't even begin to explain. But it was about those limitations, shuffing them off and just stepping into what I knew I was being called to do. And I hear the listening, George, you really listened. Yes. And from the listening, everything else flowed. Yes. Beautiful, thank you. Wow. Padre. Were you ever called to spiritually see and understand at a level beyond what you could currently see so that you were transformed and your heart was opened and stretched beyond your expectations? Mm. Well, I first want to acknowledge George and I remember that little note coming underneath the door and, oh, I got to meet with him, not knowing where and why and how come, but in that moment, the Holy Spirit did show up in a big time, knowing God has chosen. And it's the path we all walk, whether we think we do or not. But so I acknowledge you, George. And Barbara Rose, that question is so enticing. I have so many different stories to match what you're asking for. But what comes to my mind is, Barbara Rose, you said about discernment. It's usually about the good and the good. Where do I go? And I had one of those moments around 17 years ago. I remember I, I used to travel with Isaac Bookstore and do conferences for speakers as my living for what, almost 20 years working in the ministry. I volunteered my services because I had my side job that allowed me to have my finances and my pleasure, pleasurable things that I want. But I was, we were co-partners, my partner and I, and he suggested, he says, I think I'd like to see the Isaac books to grow and maybe even double. I could do that. But there was something in my spirit that says, I don't know if I don't know if I want to grow that. I know it's going to be a lot more work, those type of things. And so I said, well, let me pray on that. And there's that, okay, I could make more money. We could grow this. Retirement would be a good thing, you know, in a sense. But on the other side of that was, I think it's time to let go, but I didn't have any place to go. Ron never promised me a position that was celebrating life, and I didn't ask him for that. So it was nothing or grow. And I remember I leaned into, I'm going to let go after 10 years of going on the road. And it's like, it was really scary because I had to tell my partner, that's what the Holy Spirit chose for me. And I choose the unknown. And there's that spiritual eyes of, I don't know, but I'm entering into this desert. And I have no idea where it's going to lead me. Because there was no guarantees out there. And thank God for God. Thank God for Ron Roth that he decided to bring me on, on the ministry with a payroll. And it's like, that was a dream come true for me. And I'm still living that dream right now in a more spectacular way. But 
isn't it the unknown, the desert that we really just have to surrender everything and let go of what my life used to be like, and actually now allow the ease of God, the, the, the hearing, the listening ear to actually step into the beautiful place that we all are. And I believe many of us are hearing that little knock on the heart, the ear tonight, that little knock, I can tell that in our audience tonight, that the Holy Spirit's speaking and some major decisions will be made because of this series, not because we're special, it's because this is what the Holy Spirit desires that rewind, rewind our world, refocus, and let's step into the new. So thank you for asking the question, Barbara Rose. Thank you, Pradeh. Again, listening, listening. That's so key. The Holy Spirit is always, always calling us. And you're such a living example of that, Padre. Thank you for sharing. So this is the tradition of Lent in many Christian churches, 40 days of prayer, extra prayer, fasting, and works of love. I remember when I was in grammar school, it was prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. I like the works of love, as it can come in many ways. I have a a lot of clients for spiritual direction, they're called directees. I, I don't like that term, but I just call them clients for spiritual direction. And last week, one of them is a woman in the East Coast, and she's very Catholic, converted from Sufism, but carries all the Sufism and in, in into the Catholic. And she keeps in touch with what the Pope says. And she said she got a list of suggestions from Pope Francis in the email and she went through them and she chose one fast from complaining and judging. So that's an example of how people who are even part of a traditional kind of Lent could make it a much more meaningful, much more relevant than giving up candy like we did as kids or saying a asper hundred aspirations a day. I remember that also called ejaculations. Uh, my Jesus mercy, my Jesus mercy, my Jesus mercy. But that's what we did. That's what we were trained to do. And as I was just saying it now, it's very much like some of the Jewish rites where they're praying and repeating or some of the other religions, a lot of them have the repetition of just one. I know in oneness, there's a chant, the Akim chant that we're, re we're doing over and over and over. And so that is a kind of prayer that is repetitious. It goes deep. It goes way down inside. And that, that it could also be used. This is not anything I thought of until now. So that is divinely inspired in the moment by the Holy Spirit. But Lent is traditionally a, a, a time of what we've been saying, leaving the old ways behind, changing the patterns, bringing in the new, preparing for the Easter energy. So this is a time to commit to transformation. And as we saw through both George and Padre, a time for spiritual listening. 
listening with the ear of the heart. It's a cycle of leaving the old behind and bringing in the new. One definition that I like of Lent is that it's 40 days of condensed time in which to expose everything to the light. 40 days of condensed time to expose everything to the light. And I would like to share a little bit about an experience of mine at the Casa. When I took groups, I took them twice a year, spring, usually two groups in spring and two groups in, in the fall. And the spring groups always ended up including Holy Week and Easter week. I just took the dates that were available at the Casa, but that's when I was called. And one time when I was there for six weeks, I also was there for Ash Wednesday. And the day before Ash Wednesday in Brazil is like Mardi Gras here. It's called Carnival and it's party time. And the Brazilians love party time. They, they love their parties. And that energy before was very, very strong. But the energy of Good Friday was the most unbelievable. Except for Dominacio's feast on July 31st, they had more people every year come on Good Friday because they bust people from all over Brazil to come and do their repentance. They'd come in, some of them beating their chests. Some would go up on their knees. Lots of weeping, lots of weep, releasing, lots of crying and screaming and just getting the pain out, repenting loudly, saying their sorrow, wanting to get clear. That would happen every year. Well, one Lent, when I was there, it, I believe it, it was just, I think it was Holy Thursday. I think it was the day before the Good Friday. I did my meditation in my room in the morning. And I was very clear that I should go and sit in current. And so I went down early so I could be in line and go in current. And then one of, one of the women in my group was there. And she was with the translator at the desk. And she was writing her uh, intentions for the afternoon session. And she started shaking and then she collapsed and the translator picked, him up, picked her up in his arms and carried her through the hall into the infirmary. And she was in there and I was in line to go in current because that's, that was my call. It was really clear. I discerned it and I was really sure that I was supposed to be there in the current. And as I'm in line, I hear Barbara Rose Billings to the infirmary, please. Barbara Rose Billings. So I went in and they said, your client needs you to sit here with you. So sit here. And my first thought was, I'm supposed to be in current. I can't be here. Well, her, her bed, her little cot was right next to the door that opened into the first current. And I had a little stool and I sat on the stool by her. I prayed with her and I was connected to the people walking into the first current. And when, when the prayers started, I was connected. It was as, as if I was right there. 
And during that current in the infirmary, I had one of the most profound gifts of clearing that I've ever had. I was shown with my eyes closed many lifetimes, mostly X-rated, where I had in the name of the church or in the name of God done terrible things to people, really bad things. Most of these lifetimes were as a male. They cleared the pictures. They cleared the energy. I sat with my feelings. I was able to move around things I wouldn't have been able to do if I was sitting in the official current. And I was able to hold space at the same time for my client who was lying on the cot. At one point, it was like there was a, a, an intermission as if I was at a movie theater and it was intermission time. And when I came back, and this was all in my mind, I was shown another series of lifetimes and karmic that were being cleared. And these were all or mostly as a penitent woman a deferent woman, a woman who was in total service of others. And I was aware of the split, this female-male split, but they cleared the female lives too, and they, they, because they all had their own mostly righteousness things, doing it right and being in charge and giving to, overgiving. So it was quite profound. It's not what I thought I was gonna get in for. I went home and asked, thanked, was very thankful at the end of the day. And I asked in dream time if they could complete the process. And what happened was I saw book after book, think of a very large phone book and book after book, they were flipping through one after another and just clearing, clearing, clearing. And at the end, they showed me an integration of the masculine feminine, that it was a healing of releasing duality and the split and being given the one. It was like a sacred fusion of the masculine feminine with the divine. So that was quite profound. And I can see it today just as if I were there. And I hold gratitude in my heart still for that profound experience of healing. So we're ready for our dialogue. <laughs> Padre, I'm going to start with you. Okay. You've had a You've had a lot of Lent's in your lifetime, <laughs> many cycles of Lent. Yeah. Is there something that you can share with us about a Lent that would inspire us? Well, I have to say Lent is one of my favorite seasons. Most people would they say no, but for me personally, there's something about Lent that I get to dive into the mystery, which I always have throughout the year, but I do it in a deeper way or more intentional. And a lot of my Lenten back in the day was actually in Medjugorje. 
because we always plan this. And whenever I plan those, last year we were supposed to go, but Corvette, we didn't. And next year I have it planned for Lent also. I like that season because it's there's something about the quietness, the, fo- the focus, but also being in Medjugorje, it's a farm scene in a sense. So it's just nature itself and the simplicity of the Croatian people. Well, I remember my my mom and dad took me to Medjugorje first couple of times. And I remember Mary appeared in different parts of the first the church, then the rectory, then in the sacristy, and then when the apparition homes, the, the visionaries. But I remember the one time when she started in the sacristy and my dad and I and my mom, my mom saved seats in the church. My dad and I went on the outside of the church and on the back side of the sacristy was a window. And so there was a little bench there. So we always made sure we sat next to that when Our Lady appeared as we were praying the rosary. And this beautiful presence would come over. And it's like, there's the wall, there's the window, and our Blessed Mother's on the other side of that. That's how close we got to become, even though I got to be in an apparition once, which was profound in itself. But during this time, my dad and I, we were sitting outside and most of you, some of you know that one of the phenomenas in Medjugorje was the dancing of the sun. And when Our Lady appeared, we were praying the rosary, we were crying, but yet looking at the sun and my dad said, look, look at the sun. And we both saw it dancing. And before our eyes, we were praying the rosary. One of the other phenomena happened that we had silver rosaries and it turned to gold. So the phenomena of just presence, presence, presence. And it's not because of Our Lady. It's just because Our Lady always says, go to her son, Jesus. And so our hearts continue to turn, shift, return back to the love of our lives. And part of, for me, Lent and in Medjugorje was confession. Just turn your life back. Confess what you know that you did and allow God's grace to fill you. And so these were sweet moments for myself, my family, my parents that I have and I'll always cherish because they showed me a portal, just like Brazil, just like Amabagran in India. These are portals that the love of God just consumes us. So my desire for all my spiritual families We do this together or you do it separately, but find these portals and just let the love of God pour all over you. So thank you for asking that question, Barbara Rose. Thank you. Very inspirational. Thank you. Thank you. George, you didn't grow up with the traditional Latin experience, but was there anything like it, anything that served the same purpose that you experienced in your life? Thank you. No, I did not. And The church I was raised in, there was no Lent at all. That was the Catholic, and we always made fun of the ashes. And (laughs) So I'm doing penance for that now. Um, But we did, Easter was a very big deal for us. We fasted the week before, and then we always did a sunrise service on, on Easter Sunday. But what I remember that really struck me was we always washed each other's feet. And, uh, you know, the scriptures, so the, the gospel say that, that Jesus took off his outer, outer garments, wrapped a towel around him, and went down and he washed the, the, the apostles' feet. You know? And, of course, he got to, to Peter, and Peter says, like, you're not doing that. And Jesus says, either you're in or you're out. And Peter says, wash my hands, wash my head, wash all of me. 
And then, you know, he finished and he said, do you see what I did? And of course they didn't because they never did. And he said, you know, no teacher is greater than the pupil, no master is greater than the slave. And so he really showed that our work is to love each other and to treat each other as all the same. I think that was one of the big messages that I got from that. And it was a very humbling experience to partake in. And you're, you're at what we consider maybe a smelly part of the body or something, but you're really that he was, he was the son of God and he was, he knelt down and did it. So it was really a beautiful example that he showed. And that's something that I remember and treasure from our practices around, around Easter. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful, Barbara Rose. There's a spirituality, there's a pull from everybody's heart. And I love come back to me. We've lost presence in some of our lives, in some of our relationships, some of our businesses. And so we need to recalibrate, rewind, return back in this Lenten season or just present moment that we just turn our ear towards the past, bring it forward so it can be healed. This part of the, you did a beautiful job, Barbara Rose. Just want to acknowledge your wisdom, your counsel, your stories. They were beautiful. It really tells me your pathway, your journey with Christ, with the laity. As a sister for how many years you've walked that spiritual path, but now you've just, I don't say gone beyond it, but it elevated the, the spirit in spiritual realm but it elevated now till today where you can see from both sides. And like God says, everything is good. And you just bring the good out in everything. So thank you very much, Barbara Rose, for your presentation uh, this evening. In this portion, we're going to move into the healing time. And many of you, there's a sense of sadness in a sense. Maybe a week, two weeks ago, you had a long struggle. And we feel that. We feel that pull. And we want to present your needs to the father, to the mother, to the saints and sages and the light beings of the casa. There's such a wonderful embrace when they're invited in. And at this time, we're going to, George opened up this beautiful portal at the beginning of our program. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to ask George to start the prayers and then Barbara Rose, if you would follow, and then I will end that with prayer. But it's all for your intention, our intentions, just to bring more presence into your life. So, George, could I ask you to lead in prayer now? All that is, we thank you so much for focusing like a laser and showing us you, your presence and your will. And we, we open to you and we allow you to come in and to fill us completely and to, to shed light on the, the, sh the shadow, the dark places, the hidden places, the places that we're afraid to show you. But we turn them over to you and we ask that your love, the compassionate love of the mother, of the father, just embraces us and holds us and allows us to transform, to rewind, and to see all that we have been 
and all that we've gone through as it, as it educates us to bring us to this present moment now, this moment here where we open to you and surrender our lives, our hearts to you, knowing that you are the one who knitted us in our mother's womb and brought us here to this moment in time to where we open to the light that just rains down upon us, the heavenly light that we ask to heal that sadness, heal that brokenness, heal the, the broken vessel and make it new because you have that power and we know that you do. We thank you for this. We love you, Abba. Amen. Beautiful flow of your prayers, George. Wow. Barbara Rose, could you follow in prayer, please? I feel like I would like to leave with blessing, the blessing. May the gift of discernment guide us to remember always that we are God's holy, beloved children. And we find our answers within our own hearts, for we are one with you, our beloved creator. We are one with all that is. And for all of us, may the gift of metanoia change our hearts and guide us to a portal of liberation where we can open more fully to the light, where we can have an awakening and a spiritual transformation. And may we all have the gift of listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit calling us always to turn toward God. Holy beloved one, thank you for hearing our prayer of blessing. Thank you for being available 24 seven. Thank you for waiting for us to return home, no matter how late, no matter how far we've gone from you. Thank you for shining the light so brightly that it will always lead us home to you. Thank you for being in our hearts. Thank you for this community of love which you have given us. We are all one with one another, one in you, all together, whole and holy. Thank you, God, for everything. Amen. 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 Just love your prayer, Barbara Rose. It was in when my heart was the prodigal sons, the prodigal daughters. And we all are part of that, where we have missed the mark in our love for ourselves, for our God, for our neighbors, 
and this world. So, Abba, Father, I just say thank you for drawing your, your prodigal daughters, your prodigal sons home. As you continue to open up our hearts, empty our hearts of all the malice, the anger, the depression, the fear, as you embrace each of us in your holy presence, come Holy Spirit. Father, I ask you to activate now in the very room there, either sitting or lying down. Let your holy presence begin to infiltrate, changing the atmosphere of their homes, their hearts, their bodies. And I just say thank you, God, for releasing your ministering angels now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, birther of God, in those places that we've hidden that it gets exposed to the divine light with a divine purpose to heal our hearts, to heal our souls, to heal our bodies now in the name of Jesus. Let your glorious presence come. Come, kingdom of God, be done, will of God. And all my brothers and all my sisters and anyone who listens to this later, that same energy is here. That same embrace is here on your behalf. Behold the glory of God. Behold God's presence. Behold God's mercy. I just sense the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And for persons with arthritis, I command now the love of God, the creator of this universe, just to cast out now. I break its hold that spirit of arthritis, I break its hold now through the name of Jesus. For those who are near death, those loved ones on their deathbeds, may the glorious presence be revealed, that Shekinah glory, the love of God, the love of Mary. Just embrace them now. Bring them home. Bring them home into the shelter of the Almighty with a legion of angels. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for that grace. For someone who has a sciatic nerve, I command in the name of Jesus that to break right now. I command all pain, muscles, go back in the place, the body structure, in the name of Jesus, align, 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 align. All pain dissolve now, right now. We just give you the praise, the honor, and the glory of persons with cancer. I just, in the spirit of cancer, I break its hold now over your life, over your relationships over your life, over your relationships. For the glory of God, I just break that curse now. And in its place, Holy Spirit, fill them with brilliant light, love, with positive cells, just continue to grow and prosper. New organs, new organs in the name of Jesus. The scripture says you will live, you will live, you will live in eternity. I thank you, O Lord our God, for breaking the spirit of depression Depression, come Holy Spirit. Also the in the back of the neck or around the neck, there's just a, I call it a block. You know, just loosen that now. Spine realign, neck just expand. The vertebrae, come Holy Spirit, just soften, just soften, just soften. Just really feel like there's anointing oil that is being applied to that area. I thank you, O Lord our God. Kidney stones. I break those up in the name of Jesus. 
for a divine flow to happen. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for great grace, for great grace, for blood pressure. Come, Holy Spirit, high blood pressure, come. I'm just symbolic, I'm going to lay my hand on your heart. Come, be still and know I am God. And ligaments are like a runner, ligaments in the knee and in the ankle. I just command in the name of Jesus that your divine light, your divine love, just assimilate now, just reconstruction. I thank you, O Lord of God. The Holy Spirit is busy tonight doing the work with the angels. I thank you, O Lord of God, for being very receptive to this healing light. Um, and I'm going to just break the power of divorce. Some of you either are going through that or are considering it. Just going to break the legions, the, the, the spirit of death that broke apart this relationship. I just set each one free in the name of Jesus for your glory. Let the love of God, the love of one another, just transcend time and space. And the gift of love, the gift of a new relationship that will bring two people together in divine union. Thank you, God. I just see that legions of angels now just setting people up. When you thought life is impossible, I'm never going to be in relationship again. God has another plan. He wants destiny and purpose for all of you. I thank you, O Lord, our God. And even for the new jobs now, the new jobs. And God is fitting you in the perfect place right now. I thank you, O Lord, our God. Even though it was a long pause, he's setting you up for that. It's a desert experience. But now it's walking into the divine presence, the divine laws of God, the nature of God. So that divine setup is happening now. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit in all your lives, in your homes, in your relationships, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Namaste, my friends. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to next week's experience with our brother George. Love you all. Thank you, Barbara Rose. Thank you, George. Thank you, Brian and Miriam and Renee for setting us all up. Be well. Enjoy your evening. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you.